thinky, thirsty, and over 30. Welcome to Afternoon Army, a safe place for grown armies to dish and discover BTS. We are four ladies who just wanted to know their names and now can explain the meaning of Lachimolala. New to Army? No problem. Come along as we explore all the important business that Bongtan throws our way. Join us on the last Tuesday of every month as we hop in the clown car and drive to the circus. And stay tuned for shorter, snack-sized episodes between hosts and various correspondents. Because one thing we know is that content, well, it just keeps on coming. Hello, everyone. Hello. Are you ready Hello. for a Halloween episode? Let's do it. Are, yes. are you prepared? <laughs> so excited for a Halloween episode. So excited. Do you, Leah, do you want to share real quick what you, what you just uh, did in the last couple of weeks? Or should sure. we move on? I will, I will do a quick, I won't touch on much <laughs> because, okay. um, but yes, what I will say is I will give a quick update and then I'll give a plug for a future episode, which is. I was really lucky to get to go to Seoul, South Korea for a week with my daughter and my parents. And I got back about four days ago and it was a very, very quick trip. We only went to Seoul. We were there for six days and I tried to hit as many um, BTS sites as I could in the limited time I had. So highlights were Honestly, it was really cool to see the high building. I almost didn't do it. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to do it. And it felt really cool. And I think what I was telling um, my co-host is that what was interesting was seeing the first two big hit buildings and then comparing it to like the gigantic death star (laughs) to just see the trajectory of growth that the company has had and moving from big hit to becoming this like big conglomerate. I mean, it's a legit skyscraper and it was really wild to be like their studios are all in there. They're, you know, when we watch them do a lot of their lives, they're like in there, the gym, the notorious gym is in there. And so, um, yeah, that was really, that was a really cool experience. And one last thing I'll say that was really special was, um, going to the very first big hit building where everyone like writes everyone's names and messages and things like that. Um, I thought it would be fun to put everybody's name on the building too. So that, you know, everybody was there with me and you're all now on that building. And it was a very moving experience to be there. It was cool to see there was probably like six other army there visiting. And just to see the sheer volume of signatures and messages and just things like, please come to Uzbekistan. Like, I mean, it was just like a huge range of things to like people being like, you've saved my life or you know, your music's everything to me, or just like sweet little messages to just kind of like that, like, you know, places where, you know, it's going to be a reach for them ever to come to, but like aspirational goals. And that felt special just to be like, this is a worldwide movement. So I am going to be talking on one of our co-pod, co-pod, co-network hosts after Nuna asks about the trip a little bit more. So um, we'll share out on our channels as well when I do that. I mean, look, I'm not going to pretend like I'm an expert in soul, but I can give like the hot takes of what I enjoyed there and really demystify that. um, It's an amazing and super accessible city to get around. I'm a big public transport fan. And like, once you crack the public transport code, 
you're in it to win it and it's a really easy city to navigate that sounds fantastic i can't wait someday someday we'll all go together <laughs> and yes, i hope everyone are. listening gets to go too if they want to yes how wonderful we decided that uh, for our Halloween episode that we wanted to talk about something that we haven't talked about much before, which is the wild and woolly world of fanfic. And before we start going through our list, I was just curious, what are your, uh, what's your own personal history with fanfic? Have you ever read it before? Is this your first time? Have you ever dipped your toe in? Uh, do you want to start, Allison? Sure. So this was my first ever fanfic which is shocking to me um, because I've known of it for a very long time. Like uh, back in the day, I used to watch a lot of X-Files and there was a lot of X-Files fanfic and like, it's just been part of my cultural upbringing, but I've never delved into it mainly because I want to hold a book and I don't want to hold a laptop or a computer or an iPad when I read. Um, So I'm kind of, old-fashioned like that so this was my first one and it was really really fun so I'm excited um just to at least get the first one out of the way um I read 50 shades just because everybody was reading 50 shades and I'm not gonna yuck anybody's yum but it just wasn't for me um and uh but I mean I have like been in the world of fanfic mostly reading things like excerpts on like social media I've never really like downloaded anything so I did download fanfic um but I ended up picking something else that I'll talk about later but I had such a good time and what I picked is actually ongoing so I'm still in it like I'm still in this world and I'm gonna stay in this world it's really cool so I was excited and I'm excited about this topic yeah, I have never read like source material fanfic before. I've read uh, books that then got like blew up kind of that like had their roots in fanfic. So of course, Fifty Shades of Grey, again, very famous uh, with its roots in Twilight. Also Beautiful Bastard by Christina Lauren. They got their start. They're like a powerhouse romance duo doing um, Twilight fan fiction. Um, and another one that I really enjoyed is called The Love Hypothesis by Allie Hazelwood. It's super cute. And that's got like a Star Wars fanfic element to it, which is really fun. Um, and then I just want to shout out like one of my favorite books of all time is just called Fangirl by Rainbow Rowell. Um, and it's a lovely book and it centers around two sisters who write fan fiction that is kind of like a Harry Potter spinoff fanfic. But um, Fangirl is just delightful i've never heard of that that sounds good that sounds right up our alley i need to read read that because that's always been on my list and i've just never read it yeah rainbow rowels from my hometown omaha i was i was just gonna ask yeah i thought because i was like i feel like it's lincoln or omaha so omaha gotcha yeah nice uh for me the first i've actually heard if i had heard of fanfic years ago because like when i was really young like still in college because um but gosh back in the 60s my mom was part of the save star trek movement back when star trek was really really new and really really revolutionary and it was going to be canceled uh and there was a whole group of people including science fiction writers who were writing fanfic um so some i think some of the earliest fanfic in the u.s might be star trek i don't know maybe it goes way back before that but um but yeah people were writing people were so um 
just transported by the stories and the characters that it was opening up whole new worlds for people. And so they fought really hard to save the show and did. Uh, and so, yeah, I think fangirling might be in my blood. <laughs> but so I had heard of that. And then when I was in grad school, I had one of my friends was married to a, a pop culture studies professor. And so her husband used to show us, like he had a whole archives of fanfic, especially Star Trek stuff. And that was the first time I had ever heard of um, uh, basically what we would might probably now call BL fanfic. I had never heard of anything like that before. That was like totally blew my mind because this was in the early 90s. And he showed us like uh, zines, you know, back in the day before computers, how there used to be zines. Basically, people would print little homemade magazines and mail them out to their mailing list and everything. Uh, a really cool tradition, actually. I think that's I've heard is starting to come back a little bit. And but I didn't read any myself until like Allison, I was into the X-Files. I was super into the X-Files. And I think because they were such great stories. The characters were so fantastic, but they didn't really develop them a lot in the show. It was always like leaving you wanting so bad for more of their backstory and more of their interactions with each other and just uh, their characters in general. And so I think that's one of the reasons why the X-Files fanfic world was huge. And there were amazing stories that were like novel length, high quality writing, really, really good. And so I remember um, I read quite a few of those just because the show left you wanting more so much badly, but I haven't touched it since then. So it's been like 20 years. <laughs> um, I just have a question really quick. Leah, did you read any of Allie Hazelwood's other books? I have read a few of them, yes. Yeah, because a couple of them, there's more than one that is um, Star Wars, like fanfic. Yeah. And I just love the way she lives in that world. Um, because the way she like describes her characters, like, you know, it's Chewbacca, which I just, it like makes me laugh. Like, I just love that world that she's created. Yeah, it's really good. It's really cool. And it, and it reminds me of our, you know, our love for BTS, how much a fandom and a love for a group or for fictional characters can fuel your creativity. We see that all the time with ARMY. It's really cool. Okay, so we'll back up a little bit because we, one thing we haven't talked about yet is for those who may not have heard much about it, what is fanfic? Um, we talked about some of the famous stories that are rooted in fanfic, um, but does anybody want to throw out, I don't know, is do we even need to define it? It's it's basically, right, fans uh, who lo passionately love fictional characters are now, like this whole thing about writing about real people has always made me a little uncomfortable, but, you know, I dipped my toe in uh, for this episode. Um, so just, yeah, people just letting their their creativity run and, and getting their storytelling out. Uh, does anybody have anything they want to share about it? I think, uh, sorry, my kittens are being very loud. <laughs> I, I was just going to say, I wasn't really familiar with it um, until like 50, well, kind of 50 shades but um there's a lot of harry potter fanfic out in the world um and i was i am a huge harry potter fan and i really enjoyed that whole universe of like story um and there are some actual published books that are based in harry potter fanfic that started out like just people following fanfic and now they're you know they've changed the story enough that it's like obviously it is but it's not <laughs> kind of like 50 shades um and so i just think it's a really interesting world i like it in the sense of you're so inspired by a story 
um, that you want to continue to kind of live in that world. And I totally get that. Some of like my favorite books are my favorite movies. You know, you just kind of want more. Um, I remember like uh, around the Hunger Games and watching the Hunger, like reading the books and then watching the movies. And I really did want more. Like I wanted to know how the story went on post Hunger Games, like post the end of Hunger Games. How is everybody living? What does society look like? And so I just think it's really interesting that there are fans that take the lead on that and go, okay, well now this is what this world looks like. And this is what, this is how these people live. And this is how the characters that you love continue to live their life and what they do and how they work. And so I just think it's really interesting, like hats off because, you know, some of the fan fiction is like world building, which is not the easiest thing to do. And it takes time and it takes a lot of love and effort. So I think that's really cool. And I don't know that I have a quibble about real people, um, but it does like kind of blur the lines. So when you're talking about like, because BTS is such like a fantasy space sometimes that you do forget that they're like actually real people <laughs> um, because they look like they were created in like the Disney animation studio. You know what I mean? So like, it, I I don't know, I'm not kind of on the fence about it sometimes. And then sometimes I'm like, well, I really enjoy this story. So I'm just going to keep on with it, you know? Yeah, I, I remember back in the 90s when I was reading X-Files fanfic, like there was a basically a, a line between people who would on, only read about the characters Mulder and Scully and that world, and then there was like the the people who would write about David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson, and it was like, oh no, we don't talk to those people. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so there was like there was like a real hierarchy um, and a big dividing line there. But I feel like that those lines are super blurred with uh, BTS. It doesn't, you know, like people are creating new characters based on their personas um but I don't know though I only read one for today but I could I could feel the separation like I could feel it didn't feel like I was really reading about somebody talking about the real people it just felt like they had inspired characters so I could see how maybe that's possible it could be done respectfully I think that like when I was reading just blurbs and snippets of other fanfic, two things stood out as one, like you were saying, like the characters in the fanfic were inspired by BTS members and were the inspiration in jumping off for stories or maybe like pairings, like, you know, ships or whatever of the character or the members of BTS. And another piece that stood out just in my mind of when I think about fanfic is I think Leah and I talked about this in the podcast we did about personal weatherman is like, this is what I want for the ending. And if I'm going to write it, this is how I want it to be written. And that doesn't mean I didn't enjoy the, you know, how it ended up the final movie of personal weatherman. It's just like, now I want to read a fanfic that has my version of the story or write it like now I want to put these characters in this world and envision the ending how it played out in my head yeah and I think that like one thing because we decided to do this theme as kind of like a fun Halloween thing of just like doing something kind of like more wild or like after dark kind of stuff and I want to make it really clear that like we're not making fun of fanfic I'm gonna say the story I read is fucking bananas and i'm gonna stand by it like this is a banana story but i'm not making fun of it i'm not being mean about it i think that there's real benefit and like i can call something <laughs> totally bananas 
and like not be snobby about it and to say that like I can see there being a real place for this being fun um I know that there can be a sense that like fanfic writing isn't real writing and I think anytime I come across any kind of words that want to be like gatekeepery or be like I'm going to separate this from that this is serious literature this is not I mean candidly I write romance which is probably the most um, widely read genre within like the at least the western publishing world like billion dollar books you know like it's holding up so much of publishing and we'll still have people be like when are you going to write real books so I'm going to say that like that's even within like commercial fiction there's like hierarchies and things and notably it's when women write things often <laughs> like they get denigrated and also with um fan fiction this isn't wholly true but it can skew younger people writing it not always by any stretch but often yes and again like who often gets disparaged the most in our society is young girls and so no big shockeroo that like fanfic which may be like a positive outlet for so many could also be considered to be slightly disparaging um i'm gonna say I liked Twilight quite a lot. The Renesmee plot, I'm not going to get into my Renesmee obsession here, <laughs> like I can talk about another time, but there is a plot line in the Twilight series that deals with a character called Renesmee. And it is some of the most wild shit I've ever read in my life. Like when I was reading it in the book, I was like, I don't know what's happening. This is crazy. Everything that happens with that baby from the fact it was like, an over an an ovum <laughs> that was wielding power and characters to the fact that it was eaten out of its mother's womb by the hero like i i have a lot to say about renesmee but anyway i just think that like i enjoy being like what the heck am i reading and so i've been really enjoying my fanfic as we get to it because the whole time i'm constantly like this is totally <laughs> like it's just like i was like oh my gosh it's like renesmee all the time that sounds fantastic yeah no I agree I think it's an amazing creative outlet I 100% agree that anything that women especially young women really like or need as a creative outlet is going to get denigrated even though we do have a famous male fanfic author that we all know about which is Yoongi <laughs> right we he has said himself that when he was younger he was inspired to write a, a male male fanfic based on a sports star that he followed I think it was based on real people was it was it like an ice skater, I think. Uh, yeah. 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 So I want to touch on this because I saw some follow up on this and this is like, so it's not to well, actually, I actually am stumped by it. Okay. So um, there is a creator on TikTok who does like imitations of BTS. I think like you might be familiar with them. Like they'll be like, this is how like BTS members would draw a strawberry or like they're quite funny. And she's, um, you know, a Korean speaker as well. So she said that he actually did not say he was writing fan fiction, but there, and here's the thing. This is where I'm still baffled. He said he was doing some sort of continuity writing. So essentially not fan it, but doing something that they were, and so she was making it seem like a big distinction. Like, okay, so it's not fanfic, it's continuity fiction. What's continuity and I tried fiction? To look, so I tried to look it up to be like, I, I mean, like I'm an author, like I should, like, should I know this a little bit? Um, but to me, it looked like it was like, rather than like maybe inventing like 
an entire um like so basically like all i could find in like continuity that was talking about was that like your like long-running um stories would like look for continuity errors and but like you know you said something in this book and then not something in another book so that's kind of stuff with continuity and i'm like like like, correcting the canon basically potentially and i was like which a would not (laughs) not surprise me with him right if that happened but then i was like i still don't get the context of what you're saying because like if these are real people like an athlete and like a musician or whatever like then what's the canon right like what's the canon what are you looking at and i'm like there's still like a high degree of like there's some nerd whatever this is is still like a high degree of deep dive nerdiness and i say that with love so i don't fully understand and fascination (laughs) well so, so this may not be an accurate translation but he says i got fascinated by creating stories of this male athlete and a singer that's fanfic like so, i'm creating a story about and, these two people and i was under the impression it was a basketball player i thought it was a basketball player and an idol which to me oh. would make sense because he's like mr basketball so like what if, i mean okay so let's say for argument's sake that his friend his friend is writing fanfic and Asking the, friend for a friend. <laughs> the friend doesn't really know basketball. So who do they go to? Their only friend that knows basketball, which is Yungi. So he's going through the fanfic and making corrections. Like, so this is- oh, he would be a point guard, not a this. This is traveling. The score would be this. This is how maybe that's kind maybe- of what I was wondering if that's what she meant. And I'm like, I don't know if this is making a, I mean, and they didn't make it sound like it's like, this is horrible, but she was just kind of like, if you think he's writing fanfic, he's not. And I was like, whatever this just, I'm like, you just opened up a whole other can of worms for me where like, I'm like, that's really like a interesting, obsessive idea to do as well. Whatever this is. Like, it wasn't like, I was like, cause they were like done and done. And they were like, ah, people are so funny to think it's fanfic. I'm like, okay, so let's just entertain the idea that it's not fanfic. Whatever this is, I have like 10,000 more, like fanfic actually, I was like, sure. Okay. Now I have like a bazillion questions. Well, yeah, because I feel like even if it's not fanfic, then what was it? Was it a BL graphic novel? Cause where is it? I'll buy it. Like, is it a is it a BL story floating around the world somewhere that one of his friends got published? Because come to mama, I want to read it. So, I mean, new can of worms, new can, new worms. Or were you just taking like the like the the characters as real people and just writing out all their accomplishments in extreme detail with like blow by blows? Because again, I have a lot of questions and they don't have answers I just thought I would throw that because I saw that for the first time this week and I tried to do some research because she was basically like haha it's not fan fiction I'm like okay like I can't I'm not I don't know so I'm trying to figure out what this continuity fiction is and it led to nothing but me being like if he was doing what they're basically describing like a story bible on people that's pretty like I'm like a it's on point like if you made a story if he's like right I had a athlete I just happened to be very excited about and I just made a complete fucking story bible of their entire life I'm like checks out like (laughs) you would not surprise me but it just didn't feel like it was like oh well well in that case no questions (laughs) like fine like I was like it's still it's still quite the hobby 
it it is and I feel like it's like super on brand if he was like hey let me read your story and then it was like this is not right this is not how basketball players would do this so like I now I need more information yeah or if he just was like here's this real person and I'm just gonna story bible their entire freaking life so that you can read through it and see point by point everything that they've ever done in their entire life listed out in like some sort of like spreadsheet like sure good whatever I'm, I'm gonna let it go now but I just was like I love that for him <laughs> many I was like so many more questions right <laughs> I love it okay so should we get into what we read for this week who would like to lead off Leah do you want to lead off just in case you might have to go early sure I can dive in so okay. are we doing for like so how do you how would you like to frame this like I could give kind of like the um the summary of the story why I chose it kind of some of the tropes and maybe like I'm wondering if I frame it in like I don't want to like do the whole story right I don't want to like give right. it all away but I can kind of yeah. do some like high points like I'll sell you on my story yeah yeah and that should we good. should we like do a disclaimer about like there will be ships, there will be BL, there will be like, I, yeah, mean, we are I don't a, feel like, I don't we feel are like we sailing should... in a, sh we are putting you all, all of us together are going on a journey right now. So if you get upset about like anything to do with their life, that's not going to be strictly in a continuity life Bible that you wrote, <laughs> just jump off here because you're not going to like it. From here on out, we are not saying we are not endorsing any of this. We're just saying this is what we read. The shit's about to we get bananas. To... Let's just put it that way. Yeah, everything's okay, on the table. About... Yeah, shit is about to get bananas. Also, we are setting sail. There will be ships. There will be things. So ships between members. Ships yeah, with other so people. Like, <laughs> yeah, listen, if that's it. not your bag, cool. But also, we're going to continue and. um Leah, do you want to like talk about Omega Verse real quick? Like, a, can you do like a TLDR real quick, or like, should we just let people find that well, out? There, I think only I did. Did anyone else do Omega Verse besides me? I don't think so. I think you're the only one that did Omega Verse. <laughs> okay, because I purpose. I'm gonna just like out myself as being like, I guess I'm a fucking pervert. But no! like, I was like, you know, I'm gonna look for like if I'm gonna read if I'm gonna read fanfic for a, a Halloween type episode where we are going to sail into the unsea and not know kind of like what lies ahead, then we are going to like I was like I'm just gonna pick something yes. that like is not part of my normal uh reading not through any judgment either but something i've been curious about so i've always so been a little bit curious about omega verse stories oh go ahead. was this your first omega verse yes oh okay yes so i am not like a deep omega verse reader but i've known about omega verse and so i was like if i've been waiting to read omega verse why not do it now with bts archetypes essentially because that's how i'm taking it like i am not thinking i'm actually reading about characters i'm reading about like inspired by actual events characters who happen to have the same name i don't feel like how the books are written even that they're trying to like deep they're like taking the essence of the characters so what is an omegaverse omegaverse is like a subgenre of erotic fiction and it kind of has this like idea that like so they're not actually in this case they're not actually like animalistic but there's kind of like this dominance hierarchy. So you have like alphas, which are very common in romance. So like the dominant, like I'm the alpha. 
Then you have a neutral beta, who's neither like the submissive or the alpha. And then you have the subs, which are the omegas. And within this hierarchy, there's lots of relationships, there's lots of sex, there's lots of dynamics that take place. And, um, and there's, and here's like the thing is that they kind of have like, so they're not, while they're not animals necessarily, they have type of like wolf-like behaviors when it comes to sexual intercourse and sexual stimulation. So they might like rut or go into like, so like where they like need to like, they want to get it on basically. So the alpha might get into like a rut (laughs) or like the omega (laughs) might go into heat. Yeah, the Um, omegas go into heat, right? Yes, they have mm-hmm. scent marking. So like they have scent glands and like when they get aroused, like their scent does things. And if you're like a deep Omega verse reader and I'm like butchering some of this, like, I'm sorry, I'm doing my best. Like this is my first time. If you've never read this, just like enjoy the beauty that is the human mind's creativity. Um, they can get into like imprinting where they like see a faded mate. They could get into like they breed a lot. Um, so here's the thing though is that within the Omega verse, there's also another facet that is interesting to me from like a creative side, which is that mpreg can exist. And this is that males can get pregnant in the Omega verse. So um, Omegas tend to have like very unique reproductive organs. So they have like self-lubricating anuses basically that like, like there's a lot of talk of like slick glands and slickness. <laughs> Um, and they can get pregnant because somehow like there's like a uterus that's connected through the rectum as well. So you can definitely have like, a. it gets at the itch of like people who would like to see like some sort of male, male fantasy pairing yet also in their idea of what an ideal HEA would be, it would involve some sort of like pair bonding with a door open to, um, pair reproduction. So this is not a necessity I have in my personal romance. I'm not denigrating it, but some people really want to see like a couple paired off with like babies on the way as like, they feel like very much like now I have my like traditional happy ending. And so there, this was a way that like people have developed to like make this happen. And there can be um, heterosexual Omega verses. In this case, I'm reading BTS. So these are dudes. So we're in male, male territory. So does that give like an over, like a little like, yeah and it sounds to me like it's a a, uh, an alternate universe kind of structure that spans almost any fandom right like it's not this is not am i right that this is not a bts thing like no yeah it goes everywhere it goes everywhere every everywhere Mm -hmm. that you can imagine right there's this right if we're gonna go to star wars you could have like i'm sure there's like chewbacca Mm -hmm. (laughs) for sure there must be but i mean like you know any type of world is gonna have omega verse elements to it that's it's actually fascinating like you said from a creative perspective that people have co-created this whole world that is like just spreading around popular culture it's amazing yeah, I find it interesting. Yeah. And since I write romance, I'm professionally interested in fantasy and like yeah. what people yeah. identify as like their fantasy ideal. And for me, since like child re- breeding and rearing is very, I'm a parent, but like for me, that's not like a, that is, I have zero requirement for that in any of my like romantic spaces. But the fact that there is a level of fantasy where like people want to have that so much that they've concocted mm-hmm. ways to make this work 
I think is interesting too. Yeah, it meets a need. That's interesting. So, So okay. Hey, so Mm -hmm. I was looking for Omega Verse and I also was completely exhausted and like jet lagged. And I was like, I didn't, I didn't search around. I basically was like, I'm looking for Omega Verse BTS. The first one I saw, I was like, this looks good. This looks good enough. I'm going for it. So I didn't shop around. I just, the first one I saw is the one I picked. And it is called The Nanny Affair. I also jumped out because I was like, nanny? Like, I'm in, I'm in. Like, you know, like, that's like an art, like, it's not a bodyguard. If I'd seen bodyguard, I would have like thrown myself into it. But nanny's pretty good. So the summary is, finding himself in a job slump after graduating with his master's degree in chemistry, Jimin decides to pursue a job in his second choice career field, pup care. And that's the other thing. Children are always called pups, apparently, in the megaverse. The night before his interview for a position as a live-in nanny, Jimin has a wet dream about his prospective employer, sparking the spiral of attraction he finds himself holding for the alpha. But there's two main problems there. First and foremost, Yoongi is his boss. So this is Jimin Yoongi fanfic. Secondly, dun-dun-dun, Yoongi's engaged. So let me set the scene a little bit for you. Yoongi is a widow, a CEO widow. He has two small pups, Jungkook and Taehyung. <laughs> so they are his children, rascally little rascals. So <laughs> he has a best friend who's also an alpha and kind of was like, kind of like a frenemy best friend who was raised in his house by his dad, but is not his blood brother. That is Namjoon. He has a bestie. Jimin has a straight up bestie in life. And that is Hosuk, Who like gives in- input onto like the love, interests, and outfits. Lots of outfit conversations with Hosuk. Then we come to Yoongi's big bad, bitchy as fuck fiance, Sukjin. Who's like the ice queen. And so Yoongi is engaged to Sukjin because they are both heirs to large conglomerates. And merging these families together is going to make like an ultra conglomerate and everyone's going to make money. So they're not in love. But, you know, this is a practical thing and they're going for it. So Jimin starts his job and he just does great with the boys. <laughs> he is so good with them. And of course, ice queen, baddie fiance, Sukjin is not so great with them. He's like, ew, take them away. You know, let the help deal with that. I want to go shopping and be fabulous. And Yoongi just can't take his eyes off this like young nanny who's just so good with his boys. <laughs> and also what's funny is that like, so they use he, him pronouns with Jimin. Um, so Jimin seems very male identified within the story, but every time Jimin's picking outfits to wear with Hosek or by himself, he is putting himself into the sexiest, more feminine outfits you can imagine, like an emerald green bikini to go to the beach, lacy thong underwear, fabulous frocks, see-through silk shirts, like very fabulous, very feminine And I was like, okay, we are just moving into like a post-gendered place. And all I know is that Jimin is wet for Yoongi. 
90% of the book is like about Jimin being wet to the point that like when he gets up from places he's like leaving puddles of wetness behind <laughs> like we're not talking about like damp we're talking he is dehydrating himself over his boss and <laughs> Yoongi is not that torn it's not like he's like oh I don't know what to do he's basically like I want to hook up with this like young nanny but the way the story seems to work is that, like, structurally, I would say that what happens is there's lots of, like, let's kiss. Uh-oh, Jungkook has come in to, like, because he's had a bad dream. We got to, like, stop what we're doing and deal with the kid. So this is my problem with kids and books. They're always, like, get, like you're like, okay, let's get this going. And then the kid's like, I want some water. And you're like, ugh. So really, Pretty much like I, real life. <laughs> yeah. So what I'm going to say to sell the book is... <laughs> there's something really first i just like to read about fun clothes and so there's something like they really give some fun to like jim and picking out his outfits and hosek giving advice and being like oh you're flying to europe with the family like we have to get you beach ready we're really gonna get into like the bikini shopping and stuff like that like that's pretty fun um the the just overwhelming scenting of everything like Jimin's constantly like super wet or just like puffing like a puffball like pheromones for Yungi just to go feral over that's just happening all the time and it's kind of enjoyable and I'm gonna say Yungi's a good guy in this like I'm like he's an exasperated dad but he's not like a cold salty CEO he's just like a very busy working man who has two very obnoxious children who for whatever reason because Jimin has a heart of gold like Mary Poppins the shit out of them so like it doesn't take long before he's like got them all happy and going to the park and they're doing creative science experiments together and then it doesn't take long for them to be like we don't want Jimin to be our new step parent we want you Jimin to be the step parent so I'm going to leave it to the imagination of what you think happens but really, that's what we have in the situation. Namjoon does feel a little underutilized. He does seem like he would like to hook up with Jimin. There is a bit of like Namjoon likes to get under uh, Yoongi's skin. So he and Jimin do do like a little bit of flirtation on the side sometimes just to get Yoongi really riled up. But really, this is just a story about a very, very sweet, very, very wet nanny and a... Uh, a stoic but kind businessman sold <laughs> that's sold. a lot of bodily functions i just have I, to say that's a lot even... of bodily functions <laughs> right and it's not even that you know what sold me is the ice queen fiance soaked in that's what sold me it was I'm a surprising in. choice and, ready. I keep, and that's when i'm like this is when i was like i feel like i'm very much in fanfic because this is not how i would like real stuck gin is not like this right. person so I can live like I was like you know this really doesn't feel like we're really trying to stay the the most realistic characters were Taehyung and Jungkook and the children like they As read the baby, true to life <laughs> the little puppies and I think it's great like I'm interested I want to read it it sounds so good and like you I I think that's kind of the fun part is that you know some fanfic really does play up their personality traits and really does play up like how they are to us as fans, people, real people. But you're reading something that is kind of based not in reality, but it's still super fun. And I think that's great. I I'm in. I'm ready. Like, send me the link. 
yeah last thing i'll say is the slickness of what ha- like the slickening the slick glands or whatever they appear to be delicious <laughs> like whatever's happening like you're not just dealing with like this isn't just wet this is like a freaking thanksgiving feast of flavor <laughs> they are very sweet according to the omega verse yes. it's like licking candy yes yeah just mm-hmm. delightfully delicious can't get mm-hmm. enough all you want to do is just be eating that slick yeah preferably oh. while they're in a bikini <laughs> okay <laughs> there you go happy halloween <laughs> that was amazing when i told my friends what we were podcasting on tonight i was like oh i leah's gonna do a omegaverse fan for fanfic and one of my friends was like what's that and we're like, we can't really discuss this at the dinner table when we are around a restaurant full of people. So <laughs> I'll tell you later. And then she Googled it and she's like, you read this? <laughs> oh, how innocent. That's so sweet. <laughs> I was like, oh, we don't have time. Yeah. <laughs> the world is a wide place. There are many things to learn about. Yeah. Yeah. She was fascinated. <laughs> I thought I was going to be reading a shapeshifter like that's what I thought I was picking but really it was just I'm jumping right into mine sorry guys um so I went with a little fanfic called Midnight Cigarettes and it is a Jungkook Yoongi ship so Jungkook is 36 and he's a mafia boss and he meets sweet young innocent 19 year old yoongi outside of a tattoo parlor unexpected twist yeah super fun but so the way the book like the summary is yoongi knew that he had control over jungkook knew that jungkook would kill for him that the monster put him above anything and everyone or anything and anyone but only jungkook knew that the little boy was the leash made with the toughest metal around the neck of a feral rabid dog named Jungkook. So I thought I was getting a literal like, oh, he's going to shapeshift. No, that's not it. Like, Yoongi was basically just like the dom that kept (laughs) Jungkook in, in check when he was getting overly emotional or whatever. So it was a very quick read I think it's only a few paragraphs long again I should have done more homework on it but it was actually kind of sweet and they like talked it out in the middle of the night and like as Jungkook was smoking his cigarette which is why the title is Midnight Cigarettes and just like really loved each other so (laughs) I'm terrible at selling things but this was a really fun fanfic and the Yoongi Jungkook pairing was sort of delightful and the um, flip of age yeah that yeah. sold the flip of age done like i'm so ready that's amazing yeah i do appreciate that they kept jungkook's full sleeve on his arm and that's what he was coming out of the tattoo like he'd just gotten that done oh, and ran into yoongi and just was like sort of attraction at first sight and then they happened upon each other at another time and then they were like that's it we're together for the rest of our life now so adorable Megan would you like to go next sure so I sent 
everyone a direct message um, on Instagram um, if you'd like to open it and take a look so you can see kind of what I'm talking about. My fanfic is actually being told on Instagram. Um, the creator is at Ashan Pan. It's A-S-H-A-N-P as in Paul, A-N. Don't worry, we're going to link everything. Um, she writes Grim Reapers and Demons. And I will tell you, I am not a huge horror genre person. I don't like gore. I don't do zombies. I don't do like bloody things. But I found this creator last year on TikTok because she did a fun little comic for Namjoon's birthday where Taehyung gives Namjoon um, a little gift for his birthday. It's a bell that says ring for sex. And then the two of them have a little interaction. And it was like a cute comic in a video on TikTok. And I was like, absolutely, I'm in. Give, I don't know what this is. Absolutely, I'm in. So Grim Reapers and Demons has the following tropes. Mentor and mentee, enemies to lovers, and possibly faded mates. But the story is still unfolding. So I don't know 100% if that's what's going to happen. If you look at the comic, it's not what I sent is one of the chapters. Um, and it's not, there's nothing like really gory or anything about it. It just kind of gives you what the characters currently look like. Uh, they, excuse me, their comic is super fun. Um, they are writing it as they go along. They also do like side stories. Um, so they have created Namjoon in different like posts on their feed where he's an actual monster. Um, they have created Hobie as a demon. They've created Hobie, at, like just all different genres of gore and horror. And it's beautiful and fascinating. And I have been following them for a long time and I just really love it. So I felt like this was a good time to like dive into it. So um, here is the cast of characters and it's not spoiling anything. Hobie, our beloved J-Hope is a demon. And the way that he curses you as he stares into your eyes and gives you nightmares. Jimin is also a demon who is either besties or like lives with Hobie, demon Hobie. Jin is a soul keeper, very fabulous, painted nails, um, bleach blonde hair, face tattoos. Fantastic. Taehyung. Oh, well, we, then we have Team Reaper. Okay, Team Reaper is Yoongi, who is the mentor and the leader. He is like the best Reaper around. Everybody sets their watch by like what Yoongi does. JK is like the freshly new Reaper. Um, he's the new student and he is arrogant as fuck. He thinks he can just do whatever he wants, whenever he wants, and it's getting him into trouble. Taehyung is the spicy, flirty reaper that is literally wearing a bodycon dress and over the knee high boots okay over the knee boots it's amazing um and then namjoon is just very smart and determined reaper very caring and he wears glasses and a corset so that's our cast of characters also yoongi has a pet crow named ava um that likes to just terrorize everybody around which is fun so the way that the story has started and again the story is still being told. We're currently on chapter, we just ended chapter 24. So chapter 25 is about to drop. Um, they, this creator drops chapters 
every couple of weeks. So the goal is two chapters a month. They're a busy person. They have like a regular job. So like, you know, obviously creators are creators and they, you know, we love them and we just are waiting for the content to drop. But JK is a young and arrogant new reaper assigned to Yoongi to learn the ropes. But JK never listens. Since the story is ongoing, I'm in it for the long haul. But right now, without giving too much away, Yoongi is trying to be the best mentor that he can be, but he doesn't want to get too involved. Like everything's from afar, cares about JK, but also yells at him a lot. JK refuses to like answer his phone when Yoongi calls. That's like a big thing between them. Taehyung's a huge flirt, literally flirts with everybody. Um, likes to look everybody in the eye and like get really up close and personal, which I think is super fun. And yeah, the story's on like, I'm really into it. I think the story's just kind of getting its legs. Like we're just starting to learn a little bit of backstory as we go forward. Jin is the keeper of souls as the reapers go and make sure that people are like going to the next phase. They collect the souls and then they go and deliver them to Jin. And so Jin is like the soul keeper. He's also able to heal reapers um with his touch and also forehead kisses which i thought was a nice touch like getting a forehead kiss from soul keeper jen just seems like the best thing to ever happen in life mm -hmm. yeah, um, yeah the what i really enjoy since i'm not a big horror gore person and i don't really like blood or like you know anything like that is that the artwork is done in black and white so it takes away a lot of like if you're triggered by things like that or you just don't enjoy things like that um, I will say that there are some comics that are very gory as far as like face mutilation. Um, this creator will create uh, characters that have mutilated body parts or like mutilated facial features. So there's a lot of like um, half mouths, maybe like half a face, that kind of thing. So if like that's not your thing don't visit the page and they also do some fun spinoffs like we got a little comic of like j-hope and jimin like living in their house they have like a fish tank and they're like talking about things and then we got like some backstory on like how taehyung became a reaper so it's so much fun and i just like i said i've been following this creator for a long time i really enjoy their artwork i really i i didn't really know that i could re-access the story I thought the story was only available in their Patreon. I reached out to them and they said, no, actually it's in my story highlights and you can go click through and then you click on the story and go to the tile. And then the tile like gives you all uh, the whole, the chapter, which sometimes is anywhere from five to six tiles or like sometimes 10. Um, and you just kind of go through and read them. And I need my readers because it, you know, my screen's a little bit small, but if you had an iPad, you know, obviously you could do that. And I'm really enjoying it the artwork is amazing the story seems super fun it seems like um it's a little bit of a yoongi jk ship but in one of the recent chapters there was some type of a some type of alluding to the fact that possibly yoongi is a fated mate of demon jimin and that's a pairing that can't work um but we're gonna find out we're gonna we're gonna see so um, and I just think it's a real fun twist that Hobie will give you nightmares. Fun. Their TikTok, uh, this creator's TikTok is really fun too. I will say they made a video recently that um, they keep predicting things to happen. So they will create a comic of one of the members like half naked. And then the member actually is half naked. So they created one of like a whole body of Namjoon. And then like a couple weeks later, he was in the in the gym 
And then they had created one of JK, I think getting out of the shower. So like with a towel on and then no joke, we got the um, dance video where he's like, has no shirt on. So they were like, listen, I'm tired of predicting the future. <laughs> so like, I don't know what to do. So it's, it's been really fun. I had a lot of fun with it. I hope it sounds fun. I hope I sold it well enough and it sounds fun. And I am in the process of getting permission from the artist to share their artwork um, because they do have a no reposting disclaimer and I don't want to do that. So I will reach out and see if we can share their artwork so that you can kind of judge for yourself and see if it's a story you want to dive into. That sounds really fun. It sounds like a webtoon, basically. It's pretty cool. Wow. Yeah, so I like the art component. Yeah, me too. Me too. I'd like to look for more things like that. There's a creator I've seen on Instagram because I actually bought one of her OT7 prints. She does really beautiful drawings of BTS. And so I bought one of all seven members that I have framed in my house because it's so pretty. It's very watery and dreamy and I like stuff like that. Um, but she does uh, webtoon type um, strips of... Um, little vignettes about uh, that are male male romance uh jungkook and jimin jikook <laughs> so so if any of you out there like that ship then you might really enjoy her her strips and the, uh, her username is elsa draws bangtan okay so i went like a very safe route uh with my first little toe um, dip into BTS fanfic because I, I'm just having a really hard week. I'm working overtime right now. I'm exhausted. And I just, I wasn't ready for anything overwhelming. And a lot, like I was going to try an Omegaverse story, um, but they have a tendency to have a lot of violent, so not all of them, but a lot of them have some violent sex in them. And I don't want to encounter that myself. Um, so I decided to play it safe. I didn't want to stumble on anything that I wasn't ready for. Um, and so I went for, I love BL dramas. <laughs> and, and so um, I went for a very sweet BL romance story that turned out to be so good. Like it's seriously, they could turn it into a BL drama right now. It would be fantastic. And it's a short-ish story. It's about three chapters uh, but shorter, like maybe six, 7,000 words, something like that. Not, not like a whole book. And it's uh, basically all seven members are in it, but some are more peripheral than others. And the central, I, I, there are so many thousands of stories that I, to filter it down, I was just like, okay, I, I'm J-Hope biased. Let me just find a J-Hope story. So I looked for a story where he was the main character and it's, uh, he's the only one in this story who is uh, in the music and well, who is a performer. So he's a solo performer. He's a rapper, very much kind of like how he is in real life. But the rest of it is much more alternate universe. Um, it's not fantasy. It's like contemporary romance. Uh, and he it has it has a few time honored K drama type tropes or Asian drama tropes, and just romance tropes in general that a lot of you would recognize and that make it appealing. Like for example, there's orphans. I'm not giving away any huge spoilers here. There's uh, orphans, there's um, uh, like city boy, country boy, you know, stuff like that. Like very sweet uh, use of, of tropes. And uh, so he's a performer, he's famous. He gets into a little scandal, nothing terrible, but he has to go away for a while. So he goes looking for his long lost brother which is Jungkook. And they had both been orphans and they had gotten separated. And so he's got this break from being a famous 
artist because of the scandal. So he decides to try to find his brother. And so long story short, and again, we're not doing big spoilers. Um, he ends up finding him way down south in the countryside in Korea and where he is living with his life partner, which is Taehyung. And their neighbor, who's their best friend, is Jimin. And so they're basically living out in the countryside. You know, like they have a B and B, and Jimin has a little farm in the neighborhood. And um, so there's like a kind of like a healing story about the two brothers finding each other. And then there's also a romance between uh, J Hope's character and Jimin's character that blossoms. Uh, while he's out in the countryside and they face some obstacles around his fame and things like that. So it's just a very beautiful romantic story, uh, very healing. So if you're not up for a wild ride this Halloween, and you want to play it a little safer. If you're more into princess costumes than monster costumes at Halloween, you would probably like this. Um, and so I really recommend it and I'll, we'll put the title and the um, author and link into the show notes. Um, and in fact, I thought the writing was so good, honestly, and I'm picky. Um, and this writer, the writing quality was just very good. The structure was excellent. The writing style was excellent. Um, and it re I really got sucked into the story. Um, the name of it is uh, Blue Side of a Daydream. And the writer is A Good Blue Side. Uh, uh, being UH. So I'll share that with you all. So, so much so that I was like, okay, I want to find something more fantasy driven for our Halloween episode. And so I, I looked at there, we're on a, I think most of us were looking at a fanfic site called Archive of Our Own. And uh, I used the filters and the, well, I, I took that author because I liked her writing and I looked at her bookmarks to see what she liked or he or he or she liked or what they liked. I'm sorry for gendering. Um, and so I looked at their bookmarks and they had a fantasy story that they had left a comment on. And this story has like so many kudos. In other words, so many people have tagged it as being a, a really great story that I thought I'd give it a try. I didn't make it very far. And so I wish I could really talk it up to you all. But all I can really give you is the premise because I am again, I'm working overtime right now. So I didn't make it very far. It's called Seeking Solace. And it's by an author called Star Chase. And it's a shapeshifter story. So uh, basically, it's a it's a Jungkook J-Hope romance. Um, and Jungkook is like, a, basically, like a, a witch or wizard. They didn't really gender it in any specific way. And J-Hope is a shapeshifter that's injured and Jungkook finds him in the forest and is trying to heal him um, in his little cottage in the forest. Um, and some of the other members play roles in this as well as, as characters. And uh, yeah, so it sounds, again, it's not violent um, according to the tags and the description. The prompts, you know, some, some of the fanfics are written um, based on prompts, but in their community, you know, a community of fanfic writers and somebody will throw out a writing prompt and people will respond to it with stories. And so the prompt asked it to be more of a healing story and not violent, which is one of the reasons I chose it. Uh, and this one's long. It's got 65,000 words um, in three longer chapters, uh, just hundreds and hundreds of kudos and bookmarks um, and hits, thousands of hits. Um, and again, it's called Seeking Solace. And so I'm just getting started on it, but so I'll let you know how it's going. But it looks really good. And that is all. <laughs> I love it. I love that you're like following the author now. Yeah, yeah. I, I just like, you know, that's a good writer. I want to read more of their stuff. So I'm, I'm, I'm interested too. Yeah. That's fun too. Like, I like the whole like shifter thing. And I also like that you 
were able to seek out something that wasn't triggering for you, you know, uh, because that's not a unique story. Um, and so like someone listening, if you're out there listening and you don't want something violent or gore or anything like that, you know, that's, it's good that we had, we all had choices. We all made some choices and we picked some fanfic and all, all of it was very different. And that's great because now I have three new stories of four with Tanya's two, um, three new stories I, I need to read because now I'm in it. Like now I need to know. I'm curious too. Yeah. And, uh, the on archive of our own they have pretty decent filters and tags and actually some of the tags that people put on their stories are hilarious like they'll have running commentary they'll make up tags that like if you read them all together it's like this hilarious running commentary and look little jokes and stuff so funny but they also have um, proper tags that tell you what kind of content you can expect and uh you know who the characters are and things like that so that you can go looking for for what you're ready for so how do we feel about fan fiction versus AI. So I know that's been a big topic in our group chat. Um, and it's just been a big topic in the world of like, in the fan space, like not just BTS fan space, but just like overall pop culture fan space. Um, so how does everyone like feel about both things existing at the same time? This is probably like an evolving conversation for me to reflect on. So I'm just going to give my initial like hot takes on like where I feel like I hit differences because I have not really enjoyed the AI and fan fiction doesn't really bother me. And I think that there's like a couple reasons for it. And like, it's not like AI is not, not my hill to die on here, but um, first and selfishly speaking, like, I'm not consenting to see a lot of the AI like it's getting fed into my algorithms like on Instagram and things and then I feel like when I start to get so much of it it's like dominating so like I don't get any of the content I want to see on my for you like the internet's just like you must want to see like 90,000 images of like Yungi as a baby or Yungi with a baby and as I've already shared I want to see none no baby or with a baby or with like a robotic like fake wife like not because I can't like handle the idea of them like married. It's just like, I don't like that. I will take like a mermaid Jimin. Sure. I'll take it. <laughs> um, but I guess I'm not like able to consent and choose like, hey, I want to like with the Omegaverse experience, I was like, I want to go find an Omegaverse story. And now I found it and now I've read it. But like, if like tomorrow my Instagram was like, and TikTok and social media was like, now we're only going to show you Omegaverse BTS forever. I'd be like, well, no, like I wanted to pick it and seek it out and that's it. So I think there's something there with that. The fact that the AI is something I'm not really choosing and it's taking away from my enjoyment of like the real content that I like to engage with. And so look, sometimes I'll see something and be like, okay, that's okay. But I'm not it's none of it's ever like lit me up. None of it's ever just like made my day. And so as a result, I just feel like I'm kind of being like told I want it and I don't want it. <laughs> so that to kick it off, I guess that's one of my big differences where fanfic, I can seek it and jump into it if I want to engage and it's my choice. Yeah, I was yes to all of that. And also what I want to add is that my biggest issue with AI right now is that we don't know that it's it like people are posting AI and they're not saying AI. Like it's not saying that this is AI. So there've been like the first big one that I remember was like right when the trend started and it was like Jimin on the cover of Vogue. 
and it looked real like it really did look real um and you had to like really look at it to know I mean we're not talking about the one of Namjoon with like his like asymmetrical nipples or whatever like that was just like a whole disaster but I think that it's fair to to ask as we're going through this and as we're following creators who are sharing this no shade like if you're sharing it you enjoy AI good I'm happy for you I there is some AI that I do enjoy like Leah said mermaid I'm enjoying the elves there was like a whole series of BTS as pirates was I was like yeah that's a that looks cool like I like that but I just want the disclaimer to say AI generated fantasy BTS right or AI generated fantasy whomever like fill in the blank because with fanfic I go to this creator that I've been following on TikTok for a year Jimin's a demon I know Jimin's not a demon right I know that in like the way they are drawing their art is their interpretation of this fantasy space and it's their art that they're creating. I know that when I go to their page, when I'm being fed, like Leah said, through the algorithm AI, some of that AI is really good. And so then it prompts me to go and do more research to find out, is this real? Because to be honest, when JK did his little like dance challenge with no shirt on, I was like, is this AI generated? Because I didn't believe it was real because they've been fed in the last like three weeks so much topless BTS AI generation that I was just like, oh, well, this, this is fake. Someone animated something and it's fake and it wasn't. So I think like it's getting blurred. And as a person who enjoys their internet, I would just like, even in one of the hashtags, like AI created, that way I know as I'm looking to the comments or I'm looking at the caption, I know this is AI and it's not real. I mean, obviously Jimin with a mermaid tail isn't real. Obviously Yoongi as a baby isn't real, but like Yoongi as a baby is really cute and almost like also kind of creepy. Like if you like it, I'm happy for you. It's adorable. I read there's one where like he's wearing like a big Mandarin on his head, like adorbs. Okay. I get it. But also we like what we like and we're allowed to dislike things right so I just want the disclaimer I just wanted to say hey this isn't real I think that's going to be really important going forward too because like I think we talked about this in our last episode you know people that are on ramping right now into the fandom how the hell are they going to know what's real and what isn't real and we had two years to digest all that past content and we have a sense of what was out there before AI and what's likely to be real whereas they're not going to. And I think that's just a problem for the world in general with the news and everything. Um, I've, I've been enjoying, like like some of, like you have mentioned, some of the the more beautiful kind of like fantasy art. I might, you know, I mentioned that I had bought a print that was like a, a very watery kind of fantasy, beautiful watercolor type painting. Uh, and uh, I, I've seen some AIs that were like that, like beautiful, like it's a it's their real face. They're not distorted in any way because I find that creepy. And they um, just for myself and the, and they'll be like underwater with flowers and it's just very dreamy and pretty. And I, I do think those are really lovely. And I got the sense like I, I was so fascinated by this because AI is really affecting my work right now. Like it's just changing so much around the world, but it's really impacting my sector right now. And so I've been we have all been talking about it at work all the time and it's just always on my mind. So I kind of um, just got a quick like free trial to a couple of the apps just to see what you really could do and I don't think that the better ones that we're seeing are actually just like AI prompted 
photos where you're just saying make a picture of Jimin underwater with flowers you know I think they are basically people who really know how to do Photoshop and are using the new AI tools in Photoshop to layer on different backgrounds using different images and things like that and being able to get effects out of it that you couldn't get before. Um, so yeah, because just having played with it, it's not that sophisticated yet. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I, I really um, wish people would label, even before this happened, when people were just doing straight up editing, I wished that they would say what's an edited picture and what isn't just, just to, just to be kind, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I don't like it when people post a, an edit and then they wait for people to beg in the comments for you to tell them like, Oh, where is it? Where can I find it? Is this real? Is this an edit? And then they never answer. And I'm just like, really, <laughs> is that really a way to give, you know, I don't know. I just don't, I don't, not, I just don't like it. So anyway, uh, but, uh, just one last thing, which is that my, one of my real concern in all of this, and we talked about this in our group chat when it first started coming out is that whenever there's a new technology like this, people always use it to make pornography. <laughs> and I just, I'm, I'm scared that people are going to use it to make, well, they're just, they're going to use it to make porn with real people. It's already happening. I saw it in the news, uh, just this morning in the guardian, there was a story about a woman who had this happen to her already. Um, and I'm, of course, people are going to do it with celebrities and um, an, an account that a lot of us follow just posted the other day that there was a news story about how um, the, the whole thing about making ch child images out of celebrities with AI, like we were just talking about, is actually got um, a, a bad side to it, which is that they, they, they're already seeing evidence that... Um, that uh, criminals are using it for pornography purposes. So I just, that that is like enough to shut the door on that for me. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Just like, there's a whole ethical component to it. I think that's gonna get more and more hairy. Well, I think closing it out, we have one final question that, you know, we kind of got a little dark. Now we'll bring it back late. <laughs> so who wants to ask it? If someone was to fanfic you, describe your ideal personal character. Who wants to go first? So this was my question. I'm not going to answer it first, but I think that like for me, the reason I asked it was because I think it's fair that if we are, you know, enjoying fanfic of real people, that obviously is very much a very hard departure from their reality, then, you know, it's only fair for us to to put ourselves under the same scrutiny of what, what archetypally could we become? I, this is totally off the cuff, but um a fey being of some sort like that would be if there was a fanfic about me I would want to be written as like fey royalty but mainly because I think the fey are really fun and whimsical and have a mischievous dark side to them too so they're complex and morally gray which i think makes for a good character i like just, it are you shipping yourself with anyone uh <laughs> who can i turn yungi into <laughs> yungi's not fey though i don't think he's fey he could be a hobbit he could be a <laughs> hobbit yeah the fey need grounding so a hobbit yeah. would be good <laughs> yeah yeah let's go with that a little yungi hobbit 
I like it. If you ever watched any of the like Hobbit remakes where they like expanded the Hobbit universe as well from like Tolkien, there was a really good dwarf elf love story that happened that I was very deeply into. <laughs> I actually went looking for I'm so I know I'm so boring and predictable because I always go to J-Hope but I actually went looking for fanfics that were built on the world that he created in his photo folio because mm. I thought that I mean he was doing a lot of fantasy storytelling in his photo folio yeah. and I was like has anybody basically run with that uh it's I haven't found Legolas. any right I haven't found anything yet so um I hope that I will but anyway write me into that story I'm all over it <laughs> yeah. I'll just be his little um sidekick I'm happy <laughs> I don't need to be a main character <laughs> um does anyone remember them in the holograms yes yes very much cartoon, like yeah remember Jen so Gem and the holograms for anyone who doesn't know it was a cartoon and she was in a rock band okay and she was like it was like pre like Hannah Montana so she had like two identities she was like her regular like businesswoman self and then she was like this like rock star but she had this earring that she wore and she would like hit it and be like synergy like do this and she would go like be teleported to places right and like become whatever that's the fanfic I want I want to be ge like a gem like person with a synergy earring and anytime I contact synergy they transport me into any k-pop group or k-drama of my liking and it's me okay I'm not becoming another person like I'm not going into somebody's like I'm not going to become V I'm going to be Megan but I'm going to be there with them that's what Amazing. I want I, I want to be dancing and singing like I want to like have a subunit with Jimin like that's or like transport me into a K-drama. Like I want to be in Reply 88. Like put me in there. I I'll be like either one of the Ajumas. I'll be one of the kids. I don't care. Whatever. Right. But like that's a, what I very, want. like a your name. Just how you. Yes. How you fun fantasy. I love it. Yeah. But it yeah. has to be. I have to have the synergy earring. I have to have mm. the really love. cool clothes. Give me the cool haircut. Like. Love. Because Jem was like. My mom still, my mother will still talk about how obsessed I was with Gem and the Holograms to this day. And I'm 45. So it's like, when I thought about that, I was like, that is exactly what I want. I want that. And it needs to be a graphic novel for sure. So if anyone listening wants to like write one, let's go. Like, let's do stories about it. I'm ready. So I want to just appreciate this because recently I was doing a work training where one of the activities they had was draw an important character from a childhood cartoon. And I did Gem from Gem and the Holograms. None of my coworkers knew what the fuck I was talking about. Am I, I was like, am I 9,000 years old? Like, am I as old as the dust on this earth? Like, I don't understand how no one knows what Gem is. Yeah. Like, Cause you were meant to find somebody who had your your cartoon do you want to know what's sad i'm so old that i'm too old to know what it is oh <laughs> not true that okay, was after was... my time i must have been in college already or something because <laughs> no, no i do was... not remember that so gem was super niche and from what i can gather like because i've oh. looked it up yeah. i've looked it up because my kids will always ask me like what did you watch when you were our age like they do that they've been doing that since they were mm. very little like what was your favorite this what was your favorite that and so I remember when Caitlin was about seven or eight, she was like, well, what did you used to watch? And I was like, oh my God, I was obsessed with this show, Gem and the Holograms. And we looked for it and it was only like, had like 
two seasons worth of episodes. Yeah, it was three. Yeah, it's a very. So it was like like a real short lived. And in my town where I grew up, it was only on like one of the nine TV stations we had at the time Mm -hmm. for like a year. And then they preempted that and did like local morning news. And my mom was so upset because then I just started watching morning local news. And then I would ask her 20 million questions about like the crisis and whatever like country they were talking about. And she was like, you're eight, calm down, like have a seat, you know? So like, I just, I had the doll, like the whole thing, like I was obsessed. And I, Leah, I'm so glad. I, it's so funny because that's just like second or third time Leah and I have had a connection that's like just so random. Because also with the monkeys, when she talked about the monkeys on the podcast last time, and I was like screaming because I remember being like a nine year old kid obsessed with the monkeys and like no one else was. Like, yeah. why isn't anyone into this band except for me? I think that we must have just been hitting our TV watching with our age group, or like, yes. you know, like we were hitting the monkey reruns. We were hitting Gem and the Holograms. Like we just I was I was into perfect. the monkeys too. They yeah. were they were already in reruns even when I was a kid about ten years before you. Yeah, I loved them. Oh my god. I yeah. just looked up Gem and the Holograms and it, it was mid eighties, so I was in high school. Um, for me, it was the Partridge family. Like, I was, I was obsessed with um, Susan Day. Like, I wanted to be her playing her little tambourine. <laughs> she was so beautiful. So oh my cute. God. So, Lee, okay, who do so, you want to be? Look, I'm just going to take it dark and gross because that's what I do. Best. Yes, yes. I want to be in a fan fiction where I am in a total power exchange situation, which means I have given up all power consensually to both Yungi and Halsey from the Diablo Lilith video so essentially like I am like they can just like keep me in whatever castle they want and like plug you know when they're ready to call like I'll come running that is the fan fiction for me like I will be their consensual power like (laughs) slave essentially it has to be historical there has to be lots of corsets happening like Leah yeah corsets I want a hood I want the hood like I imagine you locked in like the like tower in your corseted dress with, with candles. Like, yes, yeah, so and I call you chandeliers of candles, and they can they, use me for like whatever like jealousy games they want to play, right? whatever yes. like toxic whatever is <laughs> happening. Like sign me up, sign me up. That's what yeah. I'm like I feel like they're like he's gonna demand your presence, and they're just yeah. gonna blindfold you and like lead you to him. Yes, all mm-hmm. of it. Yes, write it yeah. up. I'm ready to read it right now. I'm just saying it's sweater weather and that Lilith video is good anytime, but for fall, especially it's really just like, it's really hitting its stride and I'm, I'm treasuring it because, and this is an offshoot and then I won't take it any further in the tangent is um, cause I think it probably deserves its own pod is the Jimin um, making of face like videos that have been released. And in one of the bonus contents, he finally kind of demystifies the famous, what the hell was that Yoongi Jimin collaboration that they had referenced in the 2022 Festa dinner. And it turns out that it was probably set me free and they had talked about doing it. And so Lilith is originally a Halsey song from, if I can't have love, I want power that album. So that's her own song. She did the remix for the Diablo, um, the video game with Yoongi as like the collab. So I'm like, sure. We can have Set Me Free, which is like Jimin's freedom song. Let him be the star of his own show, like P-Dog thought he needed to be. Because I agree. I think this album needed to not have the collab. It needed to be Jimin's song. And then, you know, 
during this Arctic winter of enlistment, drop me a remix with like, I want Lilith, yet it set me free part two. And yes. then you can put me in that fanfic too. Yeah. Prayer like candle they, to Jimin. Like, <laughs> yeah. Multiple prayer candles because the the part of the song that they said was supposed to be his is like my favorite part of the song. And then I was just ruined. I was like, goodbye. Yeet me into the Han River immediately. <laughs> I can't. Building on what you just said about how we might, maybe if we pray hard enough and light enough candles, we'll get a future um, Set Me Free to with Yungi. It made me think about Tony Montana because originally Tony Montana was with Yankee, right? And then we got Jimin. So, I mean, there is a precedent. I just wanted to point that mm-hmm. out. Well, did we have fun? Is everybody... Yes everybody inspired feeling creative ready to read some more (laughs) yeah i'm ready to get my pumpkin spice latte and dive into the rest of the halloween fun and get some more fun you know fall vibe getting dark early fanfic maybe we bring this back at valentine's day and do like some i think that would be a fun (laughs) that would be so fun let's do that we'll do some straight up romance yeah which is like a real rom-commy like yeah like let's do like rom-com love like yeah trope big trope yes big trope (laughs) and if you're listening and you've stumbled on some fanfic you think are great let us know and if you have more questions on fanfic We'll try to answer, you know, we'll try to get you some answers because we're we're new here ourselves. Yeah, we're curious too. Okay, thanks a lot. And can't get enough of BTS? Cool. Neither can we. So between shows, why don't you hop on over to at Afternoon Army on Instagram and join the conversation? Want to support us as a newer podcast hitting the scene? Share the love by leaving us a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. And last, but certainly not least, don't forget to check out the other pod in our network, Afternoon of Delight K-Drama. Deep dives from three romance authors with new episodes every Wednesday.